0: Hello and welcome to Attention Seekers, the podcast from Performance Marketing World where we get to know who's seeking attention in the industry and how they're doing it. Performance marketing is all about attention. It's the currency that is traded between consumers and advertisers, whether it's seconds on a screen or clicks on a link. So if you're not an attention seeker, you're not doing it right. I'm Lucy Shelley, junior reporter at PMW and your host for Attention Seekers. Today I am joined by John Thornton, comedic copywriter and social media manager for Innocent Drinks and self-proclaimed attention seeker according to your CV. Hi John, thanks for being this week's attention seeker, how are you doing?
1: I'm good thanks, thanks for having me.
0: No, not at all. Would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself and what you do at Innocent?
1: Yeah sure, so I am I was a social media manager for about three and a half years and now I'm a copywriter. But yeah, so when I was doing social I would write silly things on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And now as a copywriter, I write silly things on the back of our labels and on billboards and things like that.
0: So I um, can't imagine in that interview then, what were you What were you asked? What was your experience required to write silly things?
1: Uh, well, I wrote a very silly CV. Then in the interview, I spent most of it trying to come across less silly to sort of be like, I am vaguely professional.
0: And then once you started, you let let them down and it's I mean, like, yeah, no, yeah, I yes. am silly. Look, look,
1: as soon as you signed that contract, you know. You
0: you're, you're... <laughs> you pr- passed probation and there's nothing they can do now. <laughs> so to get to know our attention seeker a little bit more this week can you tell us what's getting your attention this week
1: there's this thing doing around on linkedin um in and morrison's have got this advert um sort of it i guess it's to do with the cost of living crisis where they've got this in-store advert but um they're like oh can of heinz one pound can of our cream and tomato soup 50p and then they add, but like, they're both 89% Myers, So it's quite interesting mm-hmm. to see one of the, the bigger retailers kind of, not exactly going at one of the brands they stock, but sort of, yeah, positioning their own label stuff. Yeah. in competition to it. You sort of see, like, Aldi have done it in the past with their sort of, I like this one, I also like this one. But yeah, to see one of the, the bigger ones doing it is quite interesting.
0: Yeah, just kind of pushing the line a bit.
1: Yeah, like, I don't know how Heinz would feel about network. No. About like, I think innocent wouldn't be best pleased if they start doing that with orange juice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's seeing how far they push the line. I mean, that's that was entirely your job, wasn't it? Just pushing the line a bit before, wasn't it? And how do you determine where that line is?
1: I mean, I think I think you can. I think the line is a lot further than people think. Like, as long as you're not getting into sort of controversial topics, you can be yeah, you can be pretty silly without actually touching anything off limits and. I think because so so many companies are so corporate that actually, just like a joke about you've not done any work that day, that feels quite that feels like quite a lot coming from a company when it's actually like completely safe and like everyone says it to their friends and stuff. So
0: mm. I guess maybe like silly is the kind of the right word there. There's being silly and which is kind of you know jokey and then there's kind of making a mistake and making Yeah, it...
1: mistakes of a best. a lot of a good mistake.
0: A lot of good mistakes. Can you tell me about a mistake that
1: um, a recent one so my uh my replacement accidentally on social, he accidentally changed our Instagram profile picture from a company logo to uh, a picture from his wedding. Oh no. <laughs> Which is like, it, it's embarrassing, but it's not like a, you know, there's, that's not an issue. Like come, yeah. like customers aren't gonna be outraged. Um, but I think some companies, like you would get in a lot of trouble for that, like the stiff kind of corporate mm-hmm. ones. Whereas, um, also the best part, he was then on holiday um, <laughs> and so I was texting my old boss I was like please can we post about this and so we, we were just posting about it we kind of um, we just took a mick out of him we like photoshopped his face into other parts of our logo so like, on the bottle on billboards, Even, like, the, the side of our building has a big, innocent logo, so we photoshopped that on there. <laughs> um, and it, it, I mean, we were posting it, and it did super well. It was, like, our second most liked Instagram post. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, yeah, mistakes are good.
0: So he comes back from holiday, and then suddenly he's like, what has happened? Why is <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> my face everywhere?
1: Yeah, and his, his wife was absolutely loving it, because she, she's in the photo as well. So <laughs> <laughs> she was, yeah, she was sharing every oh, one mate. of those stories.
0: And to get to know you a little bit further, what can... Cookies tell about you that you'd probably not want them to know.
1: Uh, it's, it's more they seem to have a slightly different picture of me to who I am. So uh, some of them seem to think I'm a different gender to who, who I am. <laughs> I also get adverts for dating apps for different sexual orientations to my own. Um, so, so that's good. Maybe they maybe they know me better than I know myself.
0: Yeah, maybe. Maybe. They're trying to find your perfect match out yeah, yeah. there. Exactly. <laughs> That is strange when, you know, that these cookies are meant to be reading you, getting your data so you can be targeted appropriately. And they've just got you completely wrong. They really don't know you. And, you know, this is called attention seekers. You've told me it's on your CV. So can you tell me the the worst time, the height of your attention-seeking career when you've done something completely ridiculous for attention?
1: Uh, I guess this one isn't like the worst because it was like for a good cause. But when it was... You know when it was like children in need or mm-hmm. red nose day at school and yeah. you'd, you'd go in non uniform. Me and my best mate we used to more we'd like kind of more dress up. So one one time we went in swimming shorts and like still had our school shirts on. Mm. Uh one time we went dressed as like the one one eight man. <laughs> um and we we did the sport release mile on Space Hoppers, which was um, unbelievably tiring. I
0: was going to say, that sounds really hard. It took
1: us like 45 minutes.
0: Oh, wow. 45 like, minutes of just hopping.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that was a, a bad day. Wait, I mean, it was good. But also, the, I guess, like a marketing learning from that. So, we, you know, all the school kids agreed to sponsor us. Mm-hmm. And then when you, you come back in after doing that, I and mean, none of them would fork up. So, I guess something about like getting those getting those conversions immediately yes. not <laughs> not sort of leaving it for the day.
0: Yeah, There you go. There's our performance marketing angle for you. Yeah. Even at the age of how old were you when you did that?
1: Probably about 13.
0: 13, yeah, yeah. In in the industry young. I mean, what happens if you... Bur- can you burst those hoppers easily? I imagine going for 45 minutes. You might need to have, like, a tennis player back up.
1: We did burst one in, <laughs> in training.
0: In training?
1: Yeah, tra- yeah it's thing we trained, because we were absolutely knackered. Was
0: there extensive training for hopper racing?
1: I think we went up and down a street a couple of weekends beforehand, sort of thing. But, <laughs> yeah, so the best part was when... Um, we were probably about thirty minutes in, like absolutely dead, uh, and our both our mums were like walking alongside us, and uh, my mate's mum tried to throw him a bottle of water, and it just hit me, slapping the <laughs> side of the head.
0: Oh no. no! That's not how you want to receive your water, not at all. <laughs> And as we know, performance marketing is all about ratings. So I have asked you to come with something that's overrated and underrated. So shall we start with what you think is overrated in our industry?
1: So I think sort of like fitting everything to the algorithm and getting like obsessed with the algorithm and just like the data in general and sort of being like, oh, well, the the best thing is sort of six second videos with uh, your branding at three seconds and this and that. And when you kind of when you're so focused on just ticking all their boxes that you forget to when you're more designing it to please the robot than to please humans, the ins and outs of the algorithms are constantly changing to the point where you, you it's pretty much impossible to keep up unless it's like someone's dedicated job. But what what will all they'll always basically be built around showing people what other people like. And so if you actually just focus on making stuff other people like, that's kind of, that's much more algorithm proof than getting all caught up in it. We made an advert a couple of years ago with Duncan from Blue to mm-hmm. advertise our blue drink. And it was about, I think mean, it was like 90 seconds long, which sort of, you know, all the data says like that stuff doesn't perform. And we were like, yeah, but it's, it's Duncan from Blue, it's, it's gonna be fine. And then one of, the, one of the companies we had to work with to promote uh, that thing on social, Basically refused to promote it. They were like, "It's too long. It goes against our rules. We we won't do that." We're like, yeah, "This is our money. Like, we're this is what we're paying you to do." Yeah. And so in the end, they had to get written permission from their board of directors to promote our content for us. And we were like, "What?" Because it was like too long and in inverted commas. And then it it performed abs like performed great. Like people were loving it. And it was like, come on.
0: <laughs> I guess is there an element of what you like? You know, you know, you see Duncan from Blue, and you say, ah. Uh... You know, forget, forget, forget what I meant to be doing, but I'm just going to push this just because I want to see it out there. Because it is, it's people first, isn't it? We can't get too uh, carried away with the data when really we are appealing to people.
1: Yeah. And, and yeah, we had sort of some, we were like, well, Paddy Power have done sort of these three minute long videos, which have been fine. Mm-hmm. Warburtons have pretty recently done that Robert De Niro bagel one. I mean, then these people are, like, oh, yeah, well, Duncan from Blue isn't Robert De Niro, which which is true, but it was like a similar space, like mm-hmm. other people had done it, and it'd done well.
0: okay, cool. And now, for what you think is underrated in the industry
1: uh so hear me out on this, but mm-hmm. LinkedIn, so mm. on the one hand, LinkedIn, I do find like incredibly painful, like most of most of the stuff on there is just all written in the same tone, all like incredibly long, winded. Uh, people stealing other people's stories the whole time, or blah 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 blah. But because there's so much boring crap on there, it's actually super easy to cut through. And a post on Innocence like Facebook or Twitter that does average can just tear through LinkedIn. And also, what people start doing now is because now like every every person in marketing seems like desperate for clout. They'll start like mm-hmm. sharing like popular campaigns and things like that. And then if you say, so if you have something semi good, like and what we'll do is we'll comment on that for people, if they share stuff of ours, and then that shows it to our followers. So it gets a bit bigger on there. And then other people will start posting it because they've seen your content and they kind of want that clout as well. And so you can have like a hundred people sharing your campaign on there, which then reaches all gazillions of people. Like when, um, when the pubs reopened after lockdown, I just did this tweet where I I pretended to be drunk and I was like, oh, if you if you don't want to get too drunk on a on a Monday, just have a smoothie. But every word spelt wrong, mm-hmm. um, and like people were loving it. And like like they were getting like ten thousand likes, six thousand likes, just because we left these little comments on it. And and we've had the some little fun internal politics about LinkedIn.
0: Explain, go into.
1: But certain certain teams who use LinkedIn to recruit people feel that uh, LinkedIn is a professional platform. Whereas as attention seekers, we see it as an attention-seeking platform. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, we actually, um, I once got banned from our LinkedIn, uh, the Innocent LinkedIn page for having too much fun on that.
0: They changed the password.
1: Yeah, they just removed my admin access. So that was a great day. But you can reach reach so many people. And and yeah, this is the thing that they kind of, they think that just everyone on LinkedIn is purely like a, a business person. But they forget that all those people still get thirsty <laughs> you know everyone on LinkedIn is a is a human yes yeah uh, I see some of them do seem like corporate Great machines box. but you know all those people still need to buy drinks or washing powder or cake or whatever it is you sell and the kind of yeah, to not ignore that.
0: Yeah, I thought you were saying thirsty for entertainment there when you said they're all <laughs> thirsty, because I know I've I've never because I quite I like using LinkedIn, but and I think that's probably why, because uh, as you say on the other social media platforms, everyone's trying to be an entertainer. Mm-hmm. So on LinkedIn, because that's almost what people are trying not to be because they're trying to look serious and employable, and the best but probably the most boring version of themselves <laughs> that if you try and do anything entertaining you're instantly brought to the top of the pile aren't you yeah. as this week's performer you we would like to hear a little bit about your best practice so can you tell us about the most exciting project that you've worked on and how did you get other people's attention
1: it's not exactly a project but this so this blue drink which we were advertising with duncan before Breathing. that blue drink um yeah when it when that first went viral that was like very exciting so yeah we tweeted about this new blue drink we to be honest we didn't put which any green. which blue? <laughs> we didn't put any four into the tweet we basically are uh, someone quite senior had told us off because we'd not post about it so we had to just make a post really quickly and so it's honestly that original tweet is terribly written it's got like four product messages crammed in which we would never do but then all these people started jumping on it and being like oh it looks green uh, and so I was just replying to them being like nah it's blue it's blue just each one just stubbornly like not budging an inch and it was sort of just started snowballing like more people piling in and we ended up spending it was like two years ago we spent an entire Easter weekend arguing with people online about the colour a drink <laughs> and it got like someone who shared it they were just like oh my god read the replies they got like 30,000 retweets which is more than a John Lewis Christmas advert
0: 30,000? well
1: more than the worst John Lewis Christmas advert
0: No, right okay <laughs> Has that now become an instant reaction? If anyone says it's green, Yeah, just nah, it's, it's blue. blue. <laughs> so how much thinking goes down? How much planning goes into the post that you write? Cause obviously this one had none, mm-hmm. it was instant. It was quick uh, and it clearly did really well. And do you think that's maybe because you're putting your own personality, you're just a, not trying to be commercial and uh, you know, you're not trying to tell people that you're selling a product, a product. So sometimes is the quicker the thinking, Better?
1: Yeah, so I would like I would say ninety percent of our posts I would write on the, my train into work, um, and would post them sort of five minutes after thinking of them, like no sign off anything like that, just kind of come to me, pop them out. Mm-hmm. Most of those would be like they wouldn't be they wouldn't be product stuff. It'd just be like oh it's raining. It'd be like I joke about if it's raining, I joke mm-hmm. about if it's a heat wave or you know, if it's National Potato Day or whatever. But yeah, we did, after the after the blue thing, when we realized that actually we can make a product go viral because we didn't really think we could beforehand. After that, we did switch to putting more effort and thought into our product stuff. We still wouldn't post about it very often, but we'd put more thought into kind of the angles and almost like, um, to be honest, really what our strategy is, it's just shithousing. Um, so it's just dangling carrots and letting people buy it. They rebranded some labels, like a very very minor change, and we were expected to like make that big. And you're like, there's not much here, but like mm-hmm. pretty much every whenever anyone rebrands anything, it gets slagged off.
0: Mm-hmm, so we were like yeah.
1: oh, let's play into that. So we instead of showing the new labels, we got our designer to create some truly atrocious looking labels, like comic sans.
0: Yes, yeah. And he used yeah. clip
1: art and some. He used word art and some, and so we kept posting these like really bad labels and being like, oh, I've got some new labels, and everyone would like rip into us.
0: <laughs> are you sure? <laughs>
1: and then we'd be like, oh, do you not like them? Okay, we've changed. Here's here's the new ones, and we so we changed like twenty times, uh, and then by the end of that, everyone had, everyone had clocked that we changed our labels.
0: Do you think? Are you ever surprised then about what goes viral and what doesn't? Because I mean, it's impossible to predict. Like you know, half the things that you weren't expecting to do. Yeah,
1: the things that you think are going to be great flop, which is yeah. always a, a heartbroken.
0: I mean, I guess you can never tell, can you? You just have to kind of see what happens, and maybe can you see it? Can you see it snowballing? Can you see oh, this is getting big, and then you kind of make a thing of it, or does it just it's a you know happens or not? Is it binary as that?
1: Um, I guess with like one-off posts, um, you normally you know within like most tweets, I'd know within a minute if it was going to do well because you just see oh, wow. the the if it's got a hundred retweets in a minute like you're like okay this is a big one Mm -hmm. and if it's got five you're like oh this is going nowhere Mm -hmm. um but sometimes like so that that blue thing where it was more it more built up slowly the blue thing um it more built up slowly because it was because of like the the different responses going into it so that one that one really didn't kick off until the second day which is like unusual like normally like i said normally i know within two minutes Mm -hmm. Occasionally you... I think the only one I've ever been, like, confident would go viral, and which did, was when we made a baked bean smoothie to advertise our our, our new apple and cinnamon breakfast smoothie.
0: Oh, my gosh. Did you actually make a baked bean smoothie?
1: Well, we we put baked beans in a bottle and... and Heinz, let's like, use their logo. Yeah. Um, we just put them next to each other. we like, oh, we've made two breakfast movies. And, and I it that, because like how, how we sold it in internally, I was just like, we were like, look, I can't someone had done a fake product recently, which had done really well. And so I, look, I was like, look, fake products do well. And there's that old Facebook group called like Beans in Places There Shouldn't Be Beans or something. Okay. Which was like hugely popular. People would put beans in like Crocs or oh. wall clocks and things mm. like that. I was like, look, this is literally just these two elements combined. And, yeah, so that, that one works pretty nicely.
0: You make yourself sound like the, the kind of the Willy Wonka back at the office in Innocent. You kind of see, what weird thing can I create today? What what uh, commotion can I cause? Yeah. Is that kind of your, your daily question when you wake up?
1: Yeah, uh, our old head of marketing did once calls, call me our head of chaos. Um, and not, I don't think, she said it behind my back because so I'm not, Not sure that was a compliment, Um, but it is the closest I ever came to promotion.
0: Oh, really? Well, I mean, I think in any any case, just take it as a compliment. (laughs) And for the final section of this week's podcast, it's all about getting my attention. So this is our Resell Me a Pen section taken from Wolf of Wall Street, but we are reselling something that is old-fashioned or outdated. So we are giving you since you come from innocent drinks, glass milk bottles. The milk bottles that you would be delivered by a, a milk cart that I haven't seen for quite a long time, although I have seen one in the last five years, but only one, I will admit. And I will be grading it at the end, so try your hardest and over to you.
1: Okay. Um, are you a wanky North London gastropub? Are you worried you're not painfully middle-class enough? Have you thought about milk bottles? You can put candles in them. You can use them as a chandelier. Heck, even serve food in them because you don't use plates anymore. If you charge nineteen pounds for a roast dinner, this is perfect for you. Uh, so that's kind of what I'm thinking, and you'd you target them on like Pinterest and Etsy mm-hmm. and all these sort of home decor places. I reckon you can get, you know, some people putting fairy lights like, in, um, all sorts of cutlery. They serve tap, you know, they always always put serve tap water, like they bring you a bottle, but it's way too small to actually help anyone yes
0: yeah 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 you say you started but you knew your target market here didn't you 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 nailed them down to a t um but yeah i know what you mean about uh small glass bottles for water i can you can buy in the supermarket a glass water bottle now yeah
1: i've seen that yeah i thought
0: that was the most ridiculous thing so i got one (laughs) because i thought i've got to go on this ridiculous trend um i love the performing aspect of that that's the that's the first we've heard when someone's actually sold it to me as 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 an advert sounding thing. So I, I was impressed with that. I thought I'd give you glass milk bottles because in some you know it's got some similarity to to innocent. So I could I could see what you'd do with that. Were you doing this on your socials? I haven't seen a performance marketing angle here. So I will be scoring you. I'm gonna score you. Oh, it's hard because the effort was there. But the performance marketing wasn't...
1: There was performance, though. But
0: there was performance.
1: And marketing.
0: And there was marketing. I would like to score you a 7.2. I'll take it. That's the first time I've gone into decimal figures, to be fair. So you you can see my indecision here. But yeah, I hope that hasn't ruined your day.
1: No, I mean, that's probably higher than my... I mean, that's the first at university.
0: It is the first at university, so yeah, we have... Unless
1: you're scoring out of 100, in which case that has ruined my day.
0: Yes, well, maybe that's a... I won't tell you what we're scoring out of. It might be out of seven and you've just blown everyone out the park. That comes to the end of this week's episode. So thank you so much for being this week's attention seeker. I hope we've satisfied your attention seeking desires.
1: So, for like the next five minutes, maybe.
0: The next five minutes and then off to your, off to your next project to seek some more attention. If you want to find out more about the news and trends from global brands, agencies and platforms in the performance marketing industry, register with us on our website at performancemarketingworld.com. And don't forget to look out on our socials, which are linked on the site and in this episode's description, to send in suggestions for next time's Resell Me a Pen Challenge. Thank you all for listening and I look forward for you to join me next time.